Welcome to the Everyday Mum Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Fitzpatrick, and this podcast is for mums everywhere. It's a chat between real mums sharing what works, what doesn't, how they do life, and how they fill their cup. It's often the little changes that you make to your everyday that have the biggest impact. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, guys. Welcome to today's episode. Now, I'm sure you all know that it's Mother's Day here in Australia on Sunday. And so today I thought I might do something a little bit different and talk about how I see motherhood. And, um, you know, I'm always asking people, you know, when you became a mum, what was your biggest struggle and all of those kind of things. I can't speak today. (laughs) All of those kind of things. And today I thought... I talk about my journey as a mother as a motherhood. I really can't speak as a mother. And so as you may or may not know, I've got four children and we had those four kids quite closely. So we had four children in five and a half years. Yep, I know what you're thinking. Uh it was hard. It was really, really hard. And I can remember coming home from hospital with the baby the littlest one Hamish and I was sitting there in the rocking chair and you know I was feeding him you know we've all got those feeding chairs that are great Uh, I was feeding him and you know traveling off to check the check go to the gym to check the business and stuff and I was sitting there and I I looked around and it was he was feeding and then I had you know an 16 month on the ground playing with her three-year-old sister and the five and a half year old bossing everyone around and I was just you know that that sheer panic when you go oh my god what have I done and it was hard that first uh, year of having them all really little he was born in the February. It was hard. And I had some beautiful friends that helped me and, you know, would bring me soup <laughs> and zucchini slice and stuff. And Hamish, my, my kids, um, their sleeping kind of got worse, not better as they went along. So my first one was my best sleeper and my last one was my worst sleeper. In saying that, and if you've got a couple of kids, more than two kids, you'll probably know that the littlest one is exposed to so many, let's call them germs, so many germs when their older siblings are at, you know, kinder or preschool or um, go to swimming lessons or anything like that. So they kind of get exposed to a lot more colds. And so poor little Hamish was sick a lot when he was a baby, um, just with coughs and colds and stuff like that. And so he just got used to uh, me comforting him all the time. And uh, at night he'd, you know, cry a bit. And, you know, I breastfed them all. So I'd get up and feed and stuff like that, but I was tired, like really tired. And I can remember I used to say, well, I still have the rule when I'm reverse parking, nobody talks because, you know, I park a bit like Braille when I hit the gutter, I know I'm close enough. But um, <laughs> I I still say don't talk, but I can remember being so tired that I couldn't drive backwards. And that sounds really silly thinking about it now, but I I literally couldn't concentrate or coordinate myself to go backwards. That's how tired I was. So 
you know, if you've got little babies at home now and you're really tired, I really understand how you're feeling. And the best thing you can do is to tell people how tired you are because you'll just be surprised. You know, I can remember having a um, conversation with one of my girlfriends, Nicola, and, you know, that afternoon she dropped off soup and zucchini slice. And it's something I'll never forget because it just, I kind of saw the food. <laughs> And it was just like, oh, I don't have to cook tonight. So, you know, if you're really tired, tell people how tired you are because, you know, you've got friends and family and um, people are willing to help you if they know. Um, But when I had Ella, so she's my eldest, I actually had preeclampsia. So she was preemie, eight weeks preemie, and she was so little. And that was really hard because, you know, when you have your first baby, you're so excited to, you know, get home and take them for a walk in the pram and that kind of stuff. But she was actually in special care nursery for two and a half weeks. I think she did quite well to get out early. I mean, she was out of hospital before her due date, so she did really well. But that was really hard and I wasn't allowed to stay with her once I was discharged after five days. I had to go home and that feeling of, you know, setting an alarm and hopping up and, you know, getting on the breast pump and, you know, because your milk's coming in still and stuff like that, that was it was really, really hard. But I was lucky my mum was down um, and Trav's mum came as well while she was still in hospital. So it was beautiful to have um, extra pairs of hands and support from mum and Nancy. But, um, yeah, it's it's a re- that was a really hard time. But you know, when she got out of hospital, um, it all started, and it was exciting. But I can remember the days just disappearing because you know I'd sit and look at her for hours. She was so perfect and beautiful, and oh, it just feels like yesterday. But now she's big and she's a teenager. <laughs> um, but it's you know it was beautiful, and uh, the days would disappear. And it wasn't until probably a couple of months, which is fine, that I started to say, you know what, get up, get dressed, tidy, get out of the clothes, you know, get out of your pajamas. <laughs> kind of thing and it's it's actually funny I remember Travis saying to me one day honey have you checked our shares this is when all the kids were really little have you checked our shares and I said I haven't brushed my teeth for two days are you kidding me (laughs) I'm sure they think sometimes we're just at home hanging out anyway but being a mother to me is the best job and I'm so grateful and I feel so so lucky to have my babies and you know they're all healthy and i'm 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 very grateful for that and it's definitely the hardest job i've ever had it's definitely the most rewarding and i know that you know these are all the clichés that you hear all the time but you know to look at them when they're sleeping and touch their little hands and they're so soft and you know have cuddles and you know see nudie runs around the house when they're little and the giggling and the laughing and you know and singing you know all my kids sing a lot and so you know happy children I always say happy children my husband's always like oh my god stop singing but you know happy children sing and I'm happy for lots of noise in the house as long as there are happy noises and they're not fighting or arguing or anything like that but it is a big job and um yeah. And the juggle. And you know, the other thing that I was going to say to you, if you've got little kids and they're not sleeping, little babies or even toddlers, really, people used to say to me, oh, if you think that's hard, wait till they grow up. Did you like that voice? <laughs> and you know what? It's a totally different set of problems. And I couldn't see that. I used to say to people when they'd say that to me, but do I get to sleep all night? And they were going, yeah. And I said, if I can sleep all night, 
I can do anything. And that's, I mean, sleep is important. We've already discussed that one. But as they're getting older, it's more of a much, uh, it's quite a bizarre feeling to let them spread their wings and let them start to leave the safety and security of your view. So, you know, when um, Ella first went shopping with her friends, I took them to the shops and, um, you know, I could track her. Oh, I sound like a stalker. But on the Find My iPhone, because she's on my Apple ID, I knew where she was, but it's such a big feeling to you know they're not and you just trust that you've taught them enough to take care you know look around their surroundings and um, take notice of what's happening around them to be aware of their safety and stuff like that so they're the different things that you know we're facing now is you know the, the the older two girls are starting to you know go shopping with friends and go to the movies and things like that and you know the other two little ones they're not anywhere near that thank goodness because they're the two nutters but, um, yeah, it's, it is a whole different um, set of problems as they grow up and a whole different experience as a mother. But I think that by the time you get to, well, I hope that where I am now, I've grown into this. And I think you grow into the challenges and you grow into who you are as a mum. And you, you'll always have those values. Like it's really, really important to me that my children use manners and that my children show respect to people and that they're kind and they look after people. And you know what? If they can show all of those things as they grow up and every day really in their life and they're happy and they're healthy and they're doing something that they love, I honestly think that I've done my job as a mum because they're, they're the things that I think are going to take them far and, uh, you know, help them spread their wings and, and achieve all their dreams because, you know, they're important things. It's funny, you know, I had a conversation um, with one of them when they were growing up, starting to become a teenager and, you know, there was a bit of, you know, clashing. We're a bit alike, you know, it happens. And I said to her, you know, my job is to help you grow up and to help you be healthy and happy and learn and get a good education because we're so lucky where we live with our education system and all of that kind of stuff. And, and, and that's my first job and I need, I want to be your friend along the way. But if we're, you know, that, that to me is a bonus because I don't feel like I'm doing my job for you if I just let you do whatever you want to do if it's not safe and it's not the right thing for you. So uh, I'm pleased to say that we're really good mates. I'm good mates with all my kids, but sometimes that tough love is, that's another thing that I find really hard, the no's or the uh-uh, that's not going to happen because I feel like I'm letting them down, I suppose, but, you know, that's life, isn't it? And that's a little bit of resilience because you're not always going to win. You're not always going to have what you want. Uh, and sometimes life's hard, but it's being able to overcome that and how you choose to behave in those times that define who you are. So yeah, I'm working with that with the kids. But as I said to you, it's, it's an ever-changing journey. It's just the most beautiful journey and the cuddles and the kisses and the snuggles and you know the kids get in the car and they're constantly uh you know this happened at school and there was the biggest thing on the oval today and da -da 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 -da. and I love that I love that the kids talk to me and I just love their little faces and I just love them to bits um but you know what and I'm gonna finish it here because 
this was just really a, I really wanted to just talk to you about where I am at a mum as a mum and I'm sure I'll do this again maybe I'll do this each Mother's Day as to what's happened in the last year and how things have changed for me and what works and what doesn't work for us or for myself as a mother of four kids uh well they're getting bigger but you know what you do what I was just saying um, you get to choose. You get to choose how you take on motherhood. You get to choose your attitude each day when you get out of bed and you get to choose uh, your reactions to kids. And I think that I am very guilty sometimes of no patience and yelling and uh, losing my shit. Sorry about the swear word if children are listening, but I, I do and I know all mums do. Everybody has those meltdowns and that, but it's the same as what I say to the kids. It's, it's how you choose to pick yourself up after it and how you choose to move forward that makes a massive difference. And, I mean, you can be stomping around the house and uh, keeping it real here. That was me this morning. wasn't proud of my behaviour, but oh, the mess. Um, and you can choose to uh, be grumpy or you can choose to go, you know what, I'm going to pick this stuff up because it, I'm doing it for me more than anything because I don't cope with it. So it's how you frame things can make a massive difference to how you behave or how you feel as a mum and whether you're happy or whether you're not happy in that. But you get to choose, you get to reframe situations to so the outcome is how you want them to be. I don't know if that makes sense, but I hope it does. So I just want to acknowledge all mums today. You do an amazing job. Um, you should be really proud of yourself. Stand up tall, smile, and know you're doing a great job. And exactly where you are is where you need to be in your journey of motherhood. And uh, that's it, guys. Happy Mother's Day for Sunday. Enjoy your day with your families. Enjoy your cuddles and kisses and hopefully no arguing because that's what I've asked for this Mother's Day. And I will see you next week with some great interviews that I've just done. Have a great one. Happy Mother's Day. For more inspiration, interviews, recipes, tips and tricks to help you thrive in this crazy mess we call motherhood, head to wellnessmummy.com. Thanks for joining me.